This is Carbro's Podcast, episode 65. The Big Six Five. Otherwise time to known retire. as the Big Six Five Retirement. <laughs> retirement special. Collecting that social security. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Rolling. Rolling in Rolling it. into the sunset of our life. Oh, yeah, the old golden parachute. Um, what's up? Welcome back. Thank you for being here. Uh, we are still remote, obviously. If you couldn't tell by the fact that we are not in the same room. <laughs> Our backgrounds <laughs> are completely different. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I kind of I feel like we might stay remote. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like, know. And, and, and use our face-to-face time for actual other stuff. I don't know. Or intimate things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Personally, yeah, personally, I feel like the energy is not as good, but the convenience is there. Yeah, so, right. I don't know. Anyways, we are here now, today. Um, so big ish news. Um, we were featured on Jay Leno's garage. Yeah. Small, (laughs) a boutique show called (laughs) Jay Leno's garage on CNBC. And yeah, we were, we were were on the, the broadcast TV version. Yeah. And we were like in the dark for a while for about six months as to when that would air. And then like the day before it did air, we got an email saying it's going to air tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, it was the uh, season premiere. So. Yeah. So the season premiere of Jay Leno's Garage, whatever season this is, which at the time of this recording was last week. Um, so our segment was in there. Uh, I still have not seen it. it, seen it. It's, at the, it's at the end. <laughs> yeah. It's at, it's at the end of it. Um, we are going to. We're going to withhold our comments about the actual segment for another episode. Um, so you can but, get a chance to see it. Yeah, so you can get a chance to see it. And we are still working out the logistics of reposting it on our YouTube channel because that was that was something that um, is supposed to happen. So we're going to wait on comments on that. But... Um, we did not talk about the actual experience of going down there and filming back in November when it happened mm-hmm. because we didn't want to like give anything away or, you know, whatever was, we, we, I think we thought it was going to air in like a month, yeah. or like, like three weeks. We're like, we did it. It might come out this weekend. And so it's been a while, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think we should talk about that a bit, at least share what that experience was like. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, that experience was even better than, I mean, apart from whatever we filmed, just doing that was pretty fucking sweet. Just doing what? I mean, just having the opportunity to go down there and check out the shop and hang out and stuff. Yeah, so basically we filmed that in two locations. And the first one was like, it's, you know, like a, a auto museum, basically, which was... A lot of fun. The crew came. Extremely professional crew. It was very cool to see what the basically the high end of what we're doing looks like. Yeah, we we were kind of dreaming. Like, man, imagine if we had like twenty fucking people to do all the stuff that we had to do. Yeah, because that whole operation, Jay Leno's Garage, is an extremely efficient, well-run 
operation. They're not like, where's the, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> who, who's running the camera today? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's probably a 10, 15 person crew. At least. Yeah. Um, everyone was extremely professional, uh, extremely polite, but the efficiency of the whole operation really blew me away. And it's new to us because we're used to doing everything. Yeah. And so the the ability to just kind of be up front. Yeah, just show like, up and just, you know, wait until they say action. Yeah, yeah. it's go, like it's like yeah. Jay is like the last person <laughs> to show up. Yeah, yeah, Jay rolls in and like gets mm-hmm. some makeup and you know, the camera and sound he's not checking out the sound levels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not like confirming the shot. <laughs> what, what f-stop are you going to use in this one? yeah before yeah he's not like questioning their like lens choice yeah. he's um not, uh, he's not handing them notes on how the segment is written yeah yeah but that being so, said I was, I was just going to say that being said like they were it was really cool to see a f- fully functioning film crew in action but there i did notice like little hints of like what we do in there because like it's not like they have a script they just kind of show up and like okay totally. what what do you want to say in this part? And like, that's yeah. kind of that, that took me back to what we do. Cause we're like, Wait, totally. what are we doing? Yeah. And I it, think there was a high level, at least from my part, a high level of comfort with the process because all the shit that we hate doing, like who's going to hold this camera, Yeah, <laughs> you know, or something like that. All of that was taken care of, but the creative parts that we also struggle with were still present. Yeah. And so things about like, how are we going to say this or what's the timing on this? It's like, great, we, we deal with this stuff too. And so, I mean, it's just one of those experiences where you, you see someone else doing a version of what you're doing and it validates some parts of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and, but in yeah, this case, the, it was like the, the, the fundamentals aren't different. It's just the way. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it's done, yeah. it was like, if there was a better way to do it, they'd be doing it. And so the stuff that they were still kind of tripping over, it's like, oh, okay, these these obstacles are going to be there no matter what. Um, so, yeah, that, that whole thing was very positive. Jay himself is just a delight. Yeah. I mean, yep. that guy, if you didn't know who he was, you would just think he's someone's, like, awesome uncle or, like, <laughs> grandpa or something, you yeah. know? Extravagant, he, eccentric guy. Yeah, he is so approachable. And so generous with his time. I mean, that was the that was one of the biggest ones. So the first thing we we filmed the whole segment that you know was cool experience, and then they filmed the kind of static shots of the car back in his garage. They have this like the kind of lighting and camera setup. Yeah. Very cool, like camera tech. If you're into that kind of stuff, um, back at the garage, and so they take the car there and finish it up. But then, but you're at Jay Leno's garage. You're at his actual garage where the first part so of it's basically like it's not filmed there. A, an hour or two just to like hang out there while they're while the camera guys are getting these static shots. Yeah, and so we went back to his garage while they filmed, and then Jay, who you know Jay's not there. Jay's not like making sure the shots are right again, <laughs> but Jay gave us a what hour tour? Oh my God, yeah. I would say yeah, over an garage. hour. Yeah, just walk, just us. It was the three of us and Garrett's brother 
mm-hmm. um, and Jay, and he just walked us around his collection at our pace, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like if we, if we were curious about a car, he'd like go into it a, a whole bunch. Of he knew. I mean, he is like the best kind of car enthusiast. He's what he's he's the he's about as good as you would hope he would be. Where he is so knowledgeable about every car he has. You know, he's not like I don't know. They say this one's expensive. It's like mm-hmm. everything he owns, he wants to own. He's passionate about. He knows a ton about every car he has. But then some of the stuff he has, it's a lot of it is like, you know, turn of the century kind of like. Yeah, he definitely has yeah, a style. Like aircraft yeah. engines. And yeah, stuff. like weird, yeah. weird stuff. It's a level of money where like when you, th- you know, everyone's like, if I had millions of dollars, here's the cars I'd own. Yeah, I would like, have a Ferrari. And a- yeah, <laughs> like I'd have an F40 and whatever. It's like <laughs> until you until you've had that much money for a long time, you don't understand that like the cars, you know, you want. You you run out that list runs out pretty quick. I assume <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like there it is. There's my twelve dream cars, and then it's like what's next. And so to see someone's collection that has been built over like three decades of having the means to have whatever they want, mm-hmm. to see his taste sort of like have been unraveled. Um, some of the stuff in his collection is just uh, bizarre in a good way. It's, yeah. it's not. It's not bad. Like you, you you can be like a diehard car enthusiast and see stuff that you've never even heard of. Yeah. Like, well, this it's is like, a Spanish something with a yeah. like it's front wheel drive, but it was made in 1937. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like rare, awesome prototypes from the 30s kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it's just you you you're it's it's a surreal. It was a surreal experience, truly, and the fact that it was all encapsulated in a day. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like oh man, mind blowing. But yeah, we have and the other thing is like he he basically has like two huge buildings that are on the same site, and one of them is like the you know parking collection area, and then he has another one that's like it's just purely where he works or you know where he has like a crew yeah that like works mechanic. and restores this stuff, and it's like as big a car shop like mechanic shop as you've ever seen, like everything is in it's like he has his entire yeah they can do everything they like fabricate their own stuff like all just yeah. privately. I mean, they. I th- I think what it is is like he's into build. He's into project cars, mm-hmm. and over the years, he has just vertically integrated basically the entire process to right. bodywork, interior upholstery. Yeah, yeah it's like it. it's like the place is more thorough than any like for profit. Yeah, you know, restoration shop that you've ever like, seen, except it's he, just for like whatever the hell he wants to work on. Yeah, he's he's basically set up to be a boutique coach builder uh-huh. for himself. <laughs> But it's just for him. It's, yeah. it's purely, it's like all the resources of a car manufacturer yeah. but down to like making your own engine and uh-huh. like dynoing it and yeah. stuff. I mean, it's just, it just incredible. Um, it's, it, it was. And, but, and the other, the other really cool thing is though, even though he has all this like really exotic stuff, he also has like an appreciation for the more normal stuff. Like in it's like in a shop, he's like, oh, here's this is like a. He had like a 68 Firebird convertible with like yeah. the overhead cams. It's like just like this kind of weird stuff. Yeah. It's like pretty mainstream, but he's still like really into it. And he, he'll, you know, he'll talk about it for hours. Yeah. He's pretty clearly a car guy 
who became rich and successful and not someone rich and successful who became a car guy. Mm-hmm. He just like, he had a lot of enthusiasm and then came across the means to be able to like realize a lot of his dreams. Yeah. Um, just real quick. I mean, I don't know if we're dwelling on this or not, but probably one of my, the highlight for me, we were looking at this, like what Mercedes something with like a plane engine in it. Yeah. yeah I think uh, I might, I might have a video clip. I'll see if I can send it to John to see. Yeah. It, if, if we can, we'll put it in here, but it was basically like, um, you know, one of those things from like top gear or something where it's like, Oh, here's this like 20 liter, yeah. you know, <laughs> like weird, one of those cars from like the thirties or forties or something kind of like two seat, like, mm-hmm missile but it's like the size of a toyota tundra yeah it's this like huge thing but it was also one of those ones which like exposed valve train (laughs) kind of thing (laughs) like that sort of thing where you start it and it's like there's the rocker arms (laughs) like doing like moving yeah and so we're looking at this thing it's just like dude this thing's awesome whatever and he was like do you i don't know if he asked or what we're like can we hear it run and he's like sure and he goes, it's like this 10 minute process and he goes around and hand lubes. And like, and like you have to like help him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a two man job. Yeah. He like hand lubes all, all the, the like, yeah. yeah, all the, um, what is it? The rocker arms, I think it's like where like? the like rocker arm and spring, you know, stuff that <laughs> yeah. is now encapsulated <laughs> 20 lub- liter in line six lubricated by an oil pump. But it's just, it just went to show he's not like, well, let me go get my mechanic. Yeah. And we'll start this thing. Yeah. He, he's like, sure. You know, it, it was, yeah, and, uh, and that's the other thing. Like every car in his shop, like he would, like he would fire it up for you. Right. Like it's yeah, not yes. like yeah. he doesn't have a car that just sits. Yeah. yeah, they're all they're all like driven regularly. Ready yeah, if, to you, go. If, you, if you showed like the faintest interest in any car, he'd be like, either be like, "Hey, you want to sit in it, or do you want to start <laughs> it up? Do you want to fire it up? Let's do it!" Like, and we're just like, yeah. "Holy shit, that's so sweet." Yeah, and like he, the craziest thing that I notice is that he does not have a daily driver. Like, he literally doesn't. Those are those are his daily drivers. Like, like you know, you you'd expect like even if you're super into cars and you own fifty cars, like you still have whatever a pickup truck or a tesla that you like drive to work you know that you yeah. drive 70 percent of the time but like when nope. we because we went to two locations he showed up in his gt350r you yeah. know newer mustang and then he drove from there to the shop which is like you know 15 minutes away and then he left in what like some weird like citron yeah it's like yeah it's like a 60s citron or reno or something yeah i can't remember yeah, like, he, older he, he, he just he just doesn't he does not have a daily driver <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like 10 30 he hung out with us to the end yeah i mean he spent his whole day there with us yeah. i mean whether or not he planned to be there or what and so it's like we're all said and done we're wrapping up were loading the Fieri back onto the trailer and he's pulling out in his like Citroen, mm-hmm. his like obscure Citroen and he drives past us and like, you know, he's kind of, he's driving off into the night and what was it? He's like, Au revoir, like, oh, oh, fuckers. fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the final, <laughs> the, the like yeah, final I mean, you, goodbye. You kinda, talking to him, you kind of forget like, he's so known for cars, but you forget that he's a comedian. Yeah. So he's like yeah. really like quick off the cuff. Like he is which... so quick. He is so funny. Um, and I was definitely trying to like be funny near him 
and like <laughs> failing <laughs> you know you're trying to like you're trying to like outquip leno yeah and like <laughs> falling flat um so it was it was just a wonderful experience just a great crew and he really stood out he's a, he's everything he's everything you would hope him to be basically yeah. he's, he's just a genuine great guy so that was a really positive experience very cool um very fun all around and the segment aired so check it out we will have some additional color about the segment itself probably on the next cast um i think so i assume our patrons already knew about all that we've been posting stuff on patreon um we have a patreon by the way, <laughs> if you are Check interested yeah. in becoming a patron, uh, which not only do you get sweet updates about what we're doing, but you also have a chance to interact with this podcast. So we post some of the topics that we're going to be talking about and let patrons comment or ask their own questions or whatever. So there's a link in the description below to our Patreon, or you can Google Carver's Patreon and yeah. find it there. I guess another, I mean, a quick update about Jack Diamond's Garage. It seems like the the rules and stuff are slowly starting to lift now. So kind of when, when all this crap started, we were like in the process of finding a locale to shoot, um, you know, whether it was borrowing someone's shop space or renting a space. And we were getting pretty close to that. And then this this whole quarantine thing kind of put a delay on that. But like I say, it looks like stuff is opening up. So I think we should have, news on the production front of that pretty soon yeah, yeah hopefully it'll start spooling back up yeah just in time for 106 degree uh, can't we yeah we, yeah we, yeah well, before we start we're like this is perfect we can like film it in the spring yeah, when it's like great. 70 degrees outside let me tell yeah. you we love filming <laughs> uh-huh. in extreme uh-huh. heat uh-huh. <laughs> only positive like, yeah we looks like we've already missed the window on nice spring weather. <laughs> yeah. yeah solid can I just say with uh, stuff starting to get back to normal, you know, I went to Costco this or the other day and, you know, if they finally had toilet paper, which is a big plus. But uh, I want to say there is still one item that I didn't realize it was a big deal. But uh, coin, you're the same way when you work on a car, you like to wear latex or nitrile gloves. And yes. so I've been I've been working on the Subaru and I've finally ran out of gloves. So I was like, oh, I'll just run down to Harbor Freight and pick up some disposable, mm-hmm. you know, gloves and like walked in and like the whole shelf was just completely empty and they had a little, really? even a little sign that was like, you know, limit two per customer, but like every size of every style and, you know, five millimeter, seven meter. And I was like, what the fuck? So I asked the lady, she's like, oh yeah, we've been sold out of those for weeks. Like we have no idea when we're going to be restocked. And I'm Jeez. like, God damn, like Amazon sold out, Home Depot sold out. Like it's just that item is going to be a pain. So in the ass I am, um, because of something else I'm working on, I am staring at the Amazon behind the scenes data. Yeah. And <laughs> as of last week, the top 10 search terms on Amazon site wide are face mask, Clorox wipes, hand sanitizer, toilet paper, Lysol spray, Lysol mask, disinfectant wipes, iPhone 11 case coming <laughs> in at number nine. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. A little, a little taste of normal life. Creeping back. back. Yeah. Creeping back in. But yeah, still very much in the freaking out about I essential. Really, I, I don't. I don't really get the gloves thing with something. Yeah, 
Let's not put our uh, yeah. <laughs> gloves when we go to the supermarket. Let's, let's keep know. the car on the highway right. and not and not <laughs> take the yeah not, not take the going to Walmart. Not take the quarantine off ramp. <laughs> the quarantine humor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that, that is quite annoying. So I've had to resort using like, you know, just generic mechanics gloves, which they're fine. I'm just not a fan. Like you lose all the dexterity and stuff of Yeah, and they're just like injury. they get pretty gross over time. Exactly, yeah. It's but. like, oh let me put on the like crusty old uh, yeah. crusty old crap. Oh, I gotta go check the mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean let me glove up. I'm gonna use my. I'm gonna drive my own car. <laughs> on my I got my N95 on. I'm ready. I got my N95 gloves. <laughs> tiny respirators built into the <laughs> finger pads. It's a little tiny fan that's just constantly circulating the filter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I put a new set of gloves on to open my front door and then throw them away. <laughs> they're, they're tainted. I, I burn my clothes as I take them off. Can I also just say, like, is I don't know why this feels like such a like sad dick move to me, but I'm starting to notice these kind of like uh, quarantine related paraphernalia, like gloves and masks in like gutters and shit. Like, <laughs> like trash, just like a mask kind of blowing I'm down the sidewalk. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. A little remnant, like, dirty mess, it's all brown. Yeah, it's like, ugh. Thanks. Mm. As if littering wasn't bad enough. <laughs> okay, back on the highway. We're back. Uh-huh. We yeah. pulled onto the shoulder just a bit. Yeah, just put the hazards <laughs> on for a second, and now we're this back. This is an automotive mm-hmm. podcast. We slap the kids around. <laughs> we are not. Yeah, we got gas at the quarantine mm-hmm. humor gas station. <laughs> uh, we got some Slim Jims. Now we're back on the road. Okay. Um. So I spent about a week fixing and detailing something mundane on the M5 and mm-hmm. I'm not even going to mention what it was. <laughs> Just so that I, <laughs> I think we know. Yeah, because I feel like every week I talk about some boring thing that I went way overboard on about how I like glued sandpaper onto Q-tips and was able to like <laughs> polish the volume control <laughs> on the on the infotainment. But there's a crumb that was stuck in there since yeah. 2003. <laughs> I used the WD-40 straw and attached it to my <laughs> vacuum. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was able to suck the dirt off the individual carpet fibers around the gas pedal. Um, but I have come across a product. This is I am not being paid to endorse this product. Mm-hmm. But it's a glass cleaner. Which and I think anyone who, even if you're not into detailing cars, it's like cleaning glass is kind of a, it's kind of a pain in the ass, just no matter what. And like it never really works how you think it is. Yeah, it's like it's just hard to get really good glass. And I've used a couple different products, including Windex, which yeah. like is just the household name and like kind of the worst one. <laughs> somehow it's like <laughs> Windex is kind of lame. Um, I've used vinegar, straight white vinegar and newspaper before, and that actually does a pretty good job because newspaper doesn't leave little like paper towel fibers. But I have come across this product. Uh, Someone recommended it to me. It's called Perfect Glass. 
and um, I think perfect glass. It's not perfect glass. I think you can get it anywhere, like Amazon, maybe like even some part stores carry it. It's a pretty well known product, um, but it is a glass cleaner marketed as a glass cleaner, but it is isopropyl alcohol based. So, which is already a very effective just cleaner in general and hand sanitizer. There might mm-hmm. be, um, but it's an awesome glass cleaner. First of all, awesome glass cleaner. It truly is a solid glass cleaner. But I was under the, I was doing a shot under the GT2 RS for an upcoming pure video, and so I had it on a lift, and I was shooting its guts. Basically, I was like taking a picture of its like innards, its underbelly, and it was pretty dirty. And so I was like, I need to clean up the bottom of this car. And the owner was like, just use the glass cleaner on the like oil pan and shit, like parts stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's glass cleaner. And he was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like shampoo body wash. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, it's all kind it's all of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so. He, credit to him, I don't think he knew what he was doing, but I used perfect glass to clean stuff under the car, like control arms and like panels and shit. And it did a really good job. And then I, so the story is I have since used perfect glass to clean all sorts of shit. Um, My laptop being one of them, clean the entire thing. Um, as like a spot, a spot detailer. Yeah, I haven't used it as like a household cleaner, but yeah. it is a killer all-purpose parts cleaner for random jobs. It has replaced Simple Green for me yeah. because it it it, do, it leave, It's a glass cleaner, so it leaves no residue. There's no. It's not some like auto detailer with like yeah. shiny finish. It's like if you just need to clean something effectively um it kills for that so like i've been very impressed with that product so check it out perfect glass um it is good for just about every possible cleaning scenario (laughs) not not to burst your bubble but uh, I've known about this for like the past two years. Like n- our friend Nate yeah. actually showed this to perfect me. Perfect glass? No, not perfect Sorry. glass, but just oh. using glass cleaner, like to clean oh. like pretty much anything on a fucking car that's greasy, like on, under the under the car or something. Because when Nate was installing the coilovers on Garrett's old GTI, I was there just hanging out and filming it for fun. And he was he had this like aerosol glass, like foaming glass cleaner. And he was just yeah. like spraying it on all the fucking like control arms and all the suspension parts, like <laughs> yeah. cleaning it all off. And I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's just glass cleaner, but it like it gets all the grease off. It works great. And I was like, holy shit. And so I bought like a case of it on Amazon for super cheap. And I, I specifically like this like aerosol one because, you know, having to constantly use a pump spray is kind of annoying. But yeah, I'm guessing he was using it's called Sprayway. Oh, yeah, um, I think that's it. Yeah. That is, a, I, and I've used that too. It, that is also a very effective one. Yeah. But I kind of don't like, it's, it's, it foams. Yeah. It's like a, it's an aerosol and then it foams and it kind of gets everywhere. So it's good for those jobs where you're just right, like, exactly. Yeah. Hose yeah. down the fucking wheel well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my guess, I haven't looked into it, but I would not be surprised if Sprayway is also isopropyl alcohol based because that's really the magic. That stuff just evaporates into nothing. Yeah. 
And um, but yeah, I, I don't. I think they just you sell more if you market it as a glass cleaner yeah. than like I don't know, <laughs> spray it on greasy stuff. You know? Cleaner, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, pro tip: mm-hmm. spray away and perfect glass. Uh, just keep it in your. Uh huh. Just keep it on your tool belt. I bet everyone's just gonna be like, yeah, duh. Uh huh. Idiots. <laughs> That's all I do. Um, okay, so just one more quick thing. This happened to me uh, a couple weeks ago, but um, it is still car related. So I was driving home on like a, a two way, whatever, not residential, but in the city street, and someone turned in front yeah, of me. Downtown. And you know, it was not downtown setting. <laughs> not downtown. <laughs> this is bustling city metropolis. Um, you know, like you'll be driving and someone will turn in front of you. Yeah. And if they go, if, if they go fast enough, it's fine. They yeah. have essentially not cut you off, but they've entered the highway in front and of you. Got up to speed. Yeah. Without. And then if they get up to speed, it's like, fine. He, you know, sometimes it's like, Ooh, it's a bit of a dick move. Let's see how you play this. And then like <laughs> they pull it off and it's like, okay, fine. Who, who cares? So that happened to me. Someone essentially cut me off and it was in a model three. Is in a Tesla and they did not accelerate fast. So I had to like haul on the brakes up to this person. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, is there a worse car to do that in? <laughs> You're in a fucking fast electric car. Like I kind of understand it. When you're in a shitty gas-powered car, like, I really don't want to stand up. It's right like, now. man, I just don't want to make this poor thing downshift. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know, in my like Corolla, it's like, wee, uh-huh. you know, it's like you're in a single speed yeah. electric car Silent. that is that yeah. is known for being fast. You're in like. Even the doesn't matter what model you're in, that thing can move, and it's you're driving squirting so, around. <laughs> it's known for exactly being good at this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Quick get up from a stop, and they went slow. It was like, dude, this is offensive. <laughs> it's like fucking get on it. You're not even gonna make noise. You're, yeah. It's like there's. There, I was blown away. I was blown away. Um, because usually when that happens. It's a Prius. It's like usually when it's like I'm in the fast lane. Oh, it's a pre. Of course, mm-hmm. it's like a Prius going like 60 in the fast lane. Um, but yeah, you just that's not a good look in a Tesla. There's just no excuse. There's like there's no excuse for going too slow in that mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. It does. I just. You don't want to waste the kilowatts. Like, yeah. there's no, it's like, yeah, they're running on whatever the equivalent of fumes is. It's like there's there's just no. You think the autopilot no would just like override the driver? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. he's like canceling it because it's trying to accelerate for him. <laughs> no, I want to go real slow. I want to. I'm very make, timid. Probably just, want to make. He, he probably sure. wanted you to see his custom vanity license plate or whatever. Yeah, it was. right. Like hey. AC, uh, no gas. Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> Tesla owners love custom license plates. Mm-hmm. I have 
I have never seen a higher percentage of custom license. And they're plate. all the same related theme. Like it's not it's like always the they're same, like, it's like, not their last name or, or their profession. Like, it's just like, like, look at me. No, electric. no oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, get it. Yeah. Electric mm-hmm. cars have been around for two decades now. We get it. <laughs> we get that. There's no gas. <laughs> Silent AC power or whatever. Like, yeah. It's not clever anymore, mm-hmm. but they love it. Bottle three for me. Yep. I think what wasn't that one that I saw like a year ago that had like the zero to sixty time like on a custom license. Oh yeah, plate. Frank. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was That's like the ultimate zero to sixty in two point one nine eight seconds. And the best is I think it was a ninety D, a P ninety D, and like what yeah, a couple like, a couple of years later a P one hundred D came out and just. Mm-hmm. devastated that guy i'm sure <laughs> yeah he's gonna have to take that plate off mm-hmm. okay um here is the main topic of this mm-hmm. podcast <laughs> the meat and mm-hmm. it is a sizzler mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't think you're ready <laughs> i hope you are sitting down or just steady state cruising mm-hmm. on the highway but convertibles mm-hmm. in general damn. yep just all all convertibles, all convertibles. I mean, convertibles i mean it's it's uh it's kind of a contentious topic mm-hmm. in many ways they're hard to nail down it's a it's a difficult vehicle segment to really mm-hmm. pin down mm-hmm. because um uh, uh, it is it is both like a luxurious thing a luxurious mm-hmm. Kind of top down on PCH, <laughs> yeah, just sort of like a gentle experience, but also a lot of sports cars, hardcore kind of sports cars are convertibles, mm. or, or at least come um, in a convertible form, or come in a convertible form, which is odd to me. That one I don't really get. Like, why is the S two thousand a convertible? Um, if it's supposed to be like a sports car. I guess it's not. I don't think it's supposed to be, yeah, I don't think it's supposed to be a hardcore track car. It's just supposed to be a. It was supposed to be a fun sports car that, you know, and that's anyone what, and that's anyone what can drive, male, female. I think like one. I think one of the like, like ultra like traditional definitions of a sports car is like open top. Really, like, the like ultra like orthodox. Textbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Orthodox yeah. sporting. Yeah, when it was like a six-cylinder Jaguar. Yeah, all the all those a, British sports cars. Yeah, with a drop head feature <laughs> or whatever. The, um, yeah, and then some cars will be like, yeah, it's like a cool car, like an M3, and then it'll be like, oh, and the convertible version. <laughs> oh yeah, like, a, like that's this reminds me. Yesterday, I was going to the grocery store and I saw, a, I didn't even know these were out yet, an, an M8. Yeah, yeah, convertible. I mean, like, it kind of, and I was like, "Oh, sweet," but I don't know what to think about. <laughs> yeah, ooh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> how, how do I feel about this? Yeah, M M eight is like. It's funny when certain cars will come, even in the coming of them. Like this thing's happening. It's it's coming. You're still no feeling hype. like that. You're like, <laughs> oh. do i care about this and then it sort of comes and goes and like you see one and you're like oh Uh, oh, yeah 
<laughs> Do you like, care about this? And in the case of that one, I think the I think the needle has landed on don't care. Really, <laughs> it's just kind of, yeah, it's just this like big. I forgot they made that. They brought the eight series back. Yeah, and then it's the like coupe B- version is fucking cool looking, but yeah, it's cool looking. But the BMW cool. like it's like a generic convertible. BMW has basically become. Uh, let's just take a quick cloverleaf <laughs> roundabout from the convertible highway. BMW has basically become this bowl of ingredients. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, we can bake these ingredients in like mm-hmm. 60 different ways. But all of the ways they bake those ingredients kind of taste the same. They all so, kind of so, taste the same. So you're saying they're the Taco Bell of the car manufacturers? They're kind of Taco Bell, <laughs> where they're like, now it's like a waffle in a taco yeah, shape. Here's a completely with a, new product <laughs> using all yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, we put the, this one's got the taco and, and the tortilla <laughs> and the meat yeah. and the Doritos <laughs> chips. You know, it's like any number of ways. And then it's, so it's like the M8 is coming. But there's really no part of you that's ever like, this is going to be, what is this thing going to feel like? Yeah. Yeah. It's like this yeah. brand new. It's even like the, the, bu- the book has already been written. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're pulling from the same ingredients bowl. Um, and so it's like, it's, it's cool, but you kind of know what you're going to get. And it makes it, unless you are just down for BMW, which, you know, a lot of people are, um, it kind of, it takes a lot of the sizzle out of it. Not only that, but Where, also, I mean, like, like a lot of their most popular cars now are like front-wheel drive, base, yeah, like transverse, like the like the new two series or whatever. It's all those like little SUVs and stuff. Basically, that company, like, I would say they started going downhill about oh, it's probably about ten years ago, where they pretty clearly abandoned the like ultimate driving machine thing mm-hmm. yeah. to just like, look, this is a strong, just luxury kind of brand. But like, d- you know, it's not like there's a new M3 coming and you're like, yeah. oh shit. Like, I can't wait to see what it's going to be like. A new M3, yeah. I, I can only, I can only, what kind of engine are they going to come up with? This <laughs> yeah, time? What, Turbo you know, what are they going to, it's like, they're kind of done. You know, mm-hmm. they're kind of done. Um, I like the M2 it's cool that among those ingredients, they're able to still make compelling competitive stuff. But that's like gone are the days of bespoke anything really. Yeah. Um, Hand built. You know, just, you're just not going to get, it's still good stuff. It's just, it's kind of a different company now. Um, So anyways, convertibles back on the highway. (laughs) Um, I had originally thought of this because like convertibles are fun from zero to like 35 miles an hour, (laughs) you know, like perfect convertible is like beach town, like stop stop signs. You know, you're just kind of like people are out. You're Mm -hmm. out there with them. You're you're very exciting. Yeah. You're very downtown, like kind of relaxed. Garden party. You see, you see your friends dining on the patio. Oh, yeah, wave. Other yeah. people are in. You know, it's like you're you're putting yourself out there. You pass a guy in another convertible. And he gives yeah, you, a you get. You know, you both kind of like you high five across the lines. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you're out. You're out in the elements. You're basically like walking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like if you've never been in a convertible before, which it's like that's possible with the top down. You feel more exposed than you would expect. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you you feel like you're just sort of hanging out. out. <laughs> yeah it's like it's about as exposed as being on a bicycle if not more i don't know why it's just it's very you're very exposed i think it's because a convertible is a choice and it's like yeah the and top the, is they, down they stand out quite a bit. gentlemen everything else on the road well i mean yeah. when when you have the top open it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's you're like, not yeah, like it's party time it's like he chose <laughs> he didn't have to <laughs> he didn't have to down. He opened the top and he mm. is putting himself out there. And so it's like, it's, but it's a cool experience. But as soon as you turn on to like a not that setting street mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, we're downtown and like the music, playing the music or <laughs> whatever. And then it's like, oh, now we're just like on the, on the four lane, like, yeah, going 70, 55 mile an hour. Like the highway is the worst. And then yeah. it's just like, then it's like, uh, this part's less, this part's less fun. Um, and so it's like, they, you know, there's a time and a place where in that setting, they're dope. It's like, they are a lot of fun. But then in all the other settings, it's like, wait a minute, this part's not fun. Yeah. Well, like, and then when you see a convertible with the top up driving on the freeway and it's all like blowing out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They also age very poorly. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the thing that originally got me on this topic was when people are on the highway in a convertible with the top down, but the windows up. Yeah. It's like all <laughs> full up. Well, I'm yeah, cause, yeah, like, to get the whole like so that their hair is not going like forward and stuff just, like that. Yeah. It's still it's still offensively windy and yes. loud, but <laughs> it just now it looks really weird. <laughs> but it can pull you into manageable if with the windows up. But you look looking like a complete <laughs> idiot. You look like such a tool because it's like, oh, like I don't want the wind. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like I would put the top up, but I'm going too fast now. Uh-huh. Like I made the decision a mile ago. I found a nice happy medium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know. I, I, like sometimes I'll see that and it's just like, oh man, that's like a weak. It's like a pretty weak look. Couldn't commit. So I, I have two convertible stories that I thought of. One of them was when Garrett owned his Miata and we were living in L.A. I forgot mm-hmm. what year Miata it was, but it was like 08 or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, he picked me up from work to go to lunch and we went to the In-N-Out Burger near LAX. And top down? Top down. And I think that oh, yeah, was probably the first time I've ever really been in a convertible. Or it's like, it's definitely a vivid memory of being in the uh-huh. convertible. Because you're, you're, uh-huh. we were driving down, you know, right by LAX. And so like airplanes are flying overhead of you. And so it just mm. it was crazy to be like, holy shit, you could just look straight up and just see the fucking airplanes. It was, it was a good first time. It was, yeah, it was just like, whoa, there's so much headroom in this convertible. <laughs> Majestic even. Yeah. And then uh, the other story I have is in college, I worked as a valet uh, Parker driver guy at a, a 
kind of a fancy hotel in Marina del Rey, which is like a kind of a beach city near Venice, Santa Monica. Convertible city. And so mm. like what the guy hands me his little ticket to get his keys and it's a Mustang. So I run out to the parking lot to get it and it's a convertible Mustang. And so the top's up like because it's parked and locked. And so when I get in it, I'm like, I bet you this guy's going to want his top down. So I put the top <laughs> down for him and then drove Dang. it out to him. And he was like, oh, you put the top down. And like, he was very disappointed by my decision. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gets in it and instantly puts the top back up and drives away. Wee. Yeah. Like, takes away your tip. I was like, damn, I bet you, I, was, I made the wrong call on that. I, I thought it was yeah. a nice night for the top down, but. Everyone I know who owns a convertible, it's like maybe it spends 90, realistically, it's probably 96, 7, 8% of the time that top is up. Yep. Because it's like some people have convertibles for like a second car. I think a Miata is actually a very popular, mature kind of second car for people. It's not like. I I don't think I've ever driven a Miata with the top up. I, but I just mean like it's normal to have one as like not your daily driver. Right, right. Like, Let's yeah. have but the I mean, fun. Like, I, I'm, but a Miata is so small that like yeah. someone like me like it's like you, driving you, with the top up is not fun. You got to. <laughs> <put that up. laughs> yeah, but yeah. some people will just have daily drivers that are convertible. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you're commuting in that thing. You're not going to put the top <laughs> down. Yeah. And so like it's got to be. There's got to be this like slow kind of tension that builds up where it's like why do i have a convertible if i don't have the top down like is today a good day to put the top shouldn't yeah, i have my money if I have yes, top. Shouldn't, shouldn't i have the top down you know it's like you're like pushed to do it yeah yeah but i was kind of thinking with you know gas cars supposedly going away i could see the convertible becoming almost like the idea of an electric convertible sounds pretty weak you think so like i think that's cool if it's like if it's like a purpose-built like electric sports car which doesn't really exist yet then maybe i don't know like a tesla I, or like a, i drop the top and put a tesla i could see them doing it yeah. I, that makes more sense to me it's like the silent little magic car. Well, I, I don't know i feel like part of well at least if you like cars i think the cool thing about a convertible is like hearing the engine to be like, think so banging through yeah. the that's why like miatas and even like I, I respect. I don't want to own one, but I respect the Mustang GT convertible, just because like oh, this like adds to the experience. But that is a so very. I, I, could, I, I could see like more people gravitating towards that in the future as cars yeah. become. That's like gas cars become more of just toys. See, I mean, I, this is just again the the wide breadth of convertible <laughs> vehicles. Where like yeah maybe a sports car I don't maybe that would be dumb electric although I think the Tesla Roadster was a convertible wasn't it yeah okay. yeah or yeah whatever, whatever or whatever it was. it was but like a Bentley whatever convertible that's, whatever, yeah. that yeah that's not about hearing the no. engine and stuff you know it's yeah yeah like, that's just about putting yourself <laughs> that's just about being out there you know and so the I think electric cars would replace that for sure like I can see. Um, has there there hasn't been an electric convertible sites from the Tesla Roadster? Has uh, not that I know of, not yet. I could see it happening though. VW has that like dune buggy concept thing. That's kind of its own. That thing's pretty sweet. But yeah. yeah, like electric dune buggy. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, convertibles. It's like on one hand they suck, 
Well, on the other hand, they're pretty sweet, so I don't know. Uh-huh. Depends. Depends <laughs> on the situation. Uh-huh. So a couple of our patrons wrote in on this topic, and first off, we got Jake. Sup, Jake. Is that his whole name? He responds with, sup, guys. On the convertible topic. Sup, Jake. (laughs) I never seem to see anyone under the age of 37 driving them, besides maybe an NB Miata on a mountain road sometime. As a ginger, they are completely out of the question for me. I get a sunburn (laughs) on my arm just from having the window down. I don't feel like whipping out the SBF 50 every time I want to go for a drive. Yeah. Why? What is it about the age of 37? That's a very specific (laughs) age. (laughs) Which we are also getting close to. It's true. The other thing, what he is touching on too, is usually convertibles are nice weather things like top down. But if you're like an older male or you have short hair anyways or whatever, it's like you're going to get blasted on (laughs) your dome by sun. The green, uh, uh, speaking of NB Miata, the one that we used in the Chad video, yeah. uh-huh. I bought that I bought that car in the Bay Area, so I went there with my dad to pick it up, and I drove it back. Like I say, I, I can't drive a Miata with the top up. It's just too claustrophobic. Yeah. So I drove it back, you know, three hours with the top down, and it was in, like, June, and that was, like, one of the worst. And it was, like, <laughs> just my arm was, like, yeah. shredded yeah. red. Because yeah. I, I, you don't think, like, oh, I'm getting on my hurdle. I better put sunscreen on. Yeah, yeah well, Jake it, does. It, uh-huh. it, it didn't really cross my mind. And I, I paid the price on that long drive back. But it's, like, whether it's sun exposure or just keeping your hair from going everywhere, it's, like, you kind of oh, yeah. need a well, hat. That's not, that's, not a, yeah. that's not a problem for me. It's, yeah. like, it's like convertible. Then, maybe, then you have to worry about your hat maybe blowing off. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should do some like some like hat clips yeah that, like go to the seat kind of thing like a hans device but it cover your hat <laughs> yeah a hat hans yeah i mean i think to jake's um point you just gotta suck it up because it's yeah, st- stop being a little bitch jake yeah look jake <laughs> um yeah i don't know it's like that's that's part of it. And I'm sure that's a consideration where there are people who are like, wow, this is it. This is the time. It's sunny. We're at the beach. Convertible. And I was like, but that sun, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to get me. Maybe today is not the day. Yeah. Gonna like lube up. Bathing suit. So next up, we got Chris Coyne who wrote in. What's up, Chris? He says, convertibles sure are frustrating when you think you've spotted a great deal on an M3 only to realize it's actually a horrible deal on a convertible. (laughs) (laughs) If the Miata came in a hardtop version, those would be worth double what the standard ones are. Yeah, I I wonder about that. Like if they had made a true... Hardtop S2000 or something. Well, they have those attachments that that can clip on and become a hardtop. Yeah, but that... That to me is, it's way different. As soon as it's an option, you still have the, you still have the struggle of like, should I pull the hard top off? Well, that then it, or, it, it that's probably like a two man operation to even. That's what I mean. Then yeah. it's like even worse. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's a convertible, but I never pull the. It's like uh, it's like target tops. It's yeah. like you got to decide at home, right? If you want to, if you want to go or t tops or something, you know, it's like you gotta. Hold on, let me like uh-huh, unscrew. Me, oh, the keys fit. The locks fidgeting you. Yeah, let me like. I, I just sent a picture of the rare 
and be a Miata coupe. Oh, oh okay. Sweet. Yeah, here's a picture yeah. of that. Yeah. What's the deal with that? Is this factory? I think they, yeah, it was factory, but only in Japan. I, I was going to say, that's probably they, not America. I think they made like 500 of them or something. But mm. Damn. Yeah. Damn sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I wonder, do you think that would have like a stronger following if it was like a a little like coopy thing? I would think so. Miata? Yeah. Uh, as long as they made both, I would think so. Like, Well, they have that new one, the RF. Yeah. Which is like kind of like that, but it's still a weird power kinda, target, I think. Kind of different, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be cooler if it was more like a dedicated coupe. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm just, let me just, I've been staring at this Miata coupe photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm kind of agreeing with him. I I think this would be a different, it would be a different car if it was sold in a coupe. Because oh, yeah. right now, to to invest in the Miata, like, subculture is kind of a statement you have Mm. to it's like they are one and the whole convertible thing is just part of it baked in yeah it's baked in where most people most people seem to like miatas like in in, despite them being a convertible as opposed to like because yeah it's like it's not like i love i love an open top so that's why i bought a miata yeah but i think it keeps a lot of people away because it's like I don't want to be a Miata yeah. owner. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, it's a Especially whole thing. In, in like probably people in other states, like in in non sunny states, I should say. Because like I guarantee you, like there's not an NB Miata out there that doesn't have a leaky roof or something like that. Yeah, you got to mm. keep up on it. Yeah, but yeah, this coupe thing, um, I could see that kind of blowing up and still being kind of a like trashy subculture because Miatas are like. They're not ruined, but they're a little stancy. Yeah, they're getting, yeah. They're getting yeah. a little, yeah. you know, yeah. they're like drifting. I think if they sold a coupe, they would have gotten there real fast. Yeah. Like they would have, <laughs> they would have, because it's just this. The, how many small? I mean, the, I mean, the FRS is, ba- is basically the coupe Miata, really. Yeah, that's a good point. FRS is. And they are well on their way. <laughs> they're, they're deep in the culture. Those cars are being wrecked at way faster rate. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like that's like the mark of success for a company is how soon after you release the model is it seen as like a trashy, like <laughs> like kid, <laughs> you know, like. Like fucked up wide fenders and like <laughs> slammed stance. Is it like how soon after you release it? Is it like difficult to find a clean one? Yeah, yeah. Like that's the metric of success. So I would say FRS very successful there by that by that metric. Yeah, I agree. I'm there with him. All right. So last up, we have Quinn Milton. Stop, Quinn. Quinn. He says, remember those Dodge convertible trucks? Yeah, I want one. I do not. <laughs> and so, we, yeah, we were, Quinn and I were not familiar with it, but I, I did a quick Google. He's talking about the, 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 the Dakota of the early 90s? Yeah. Damn. It's fucking banging. Damn. I am fucking party on wheels. Uh-huh. That is party time. <laughs> wow. It's kind there of, was a lot of like. It's kind of Jeep-esque. Yeah, right? there was a. 
remember like back in the 90s it was like fairly popular to like make your like toyota into a convertible oh really oh yeah chop yeah sure you're just like a slammed like whatever toyota but like they just like yeah i cut the top off why the fuck not um, can I just like take a detour to here? I have found a picture of a Dakota Sport with three full-grown gentlemen in it. In um, like a bench seat in the front, top down. Yeah. yeah. So here's that because we have searched, and as far as I can tell, it does not exist for a photo of three grown men in a McLaren F1. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> like I, if anyone has a photo of that, I would love to see it. Um, we should have asked Jay. We yeah. Jay Jay has a F one, and it wasn't until afterwards we thought like we should have taken a picture in that mm-hmm. um, because <laughs> me and my friends going as <laughs> me and my three best buds uh-huh. <laughs> and my McLaren three big men just enjoying the ultimate sports <laughs> car. Um, but yeah, this thing's pretty sweet. Yeah, I that that is like. I'm, I'm look. looking. I'm looking through the Google image images of it, and I'm kind of. I'm sad to see because you know how some people like bolt bucket like two bucket seats into the bed of a truck, and so like two yeah. people can sit in there. I'm pretty disappointed. I don't see an option where that where it could be four grown men in this convertible pickup Dang. truck. Yeah, well, five. Yeah. <laughs> Here, yeah. Here we go. Camper shell on a convertible <laughs> truck. <laughs> like, I see that. I see that one. Yeah. This is just. This is just opening new. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's, opening. it's kind of funny. Like I want a convertible, but I also want, <laughs> I also want a truck. It needs to I be want practical. Everything. I also want to be able to live in this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what can't I do in it? Um, that reminds me of the Chevy SSR. Fucking, right? Yeah. Oh, 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 hold on a second. That, that <laughs> back it up. Back Dakota with the cabbage. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> that's like literally like. Do you want a truck? Except it's backwards. Uh-huh. Do you want? Do, do you do you want to be in the open? But do you want your okay. to be covered okay. up? <laughs> do you want none of the advantages of a truck? Zero just, of the truck. It's, it's literally like the opposite of how it came. <laughs> do you want? Do you want? Okay, the, okay, the driver will sit in the open air. Uh-huh. And you're out. And your in the cargo open. will be enclosed, and then your cargo gets the nice, the nice little camping section. Is it big enough to sleep in? It is not. No, no, yeah. <laughs> it's not you that kind of. Use- it's not that kind of useful. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I would probably put that up there on one of the uh, better finds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carbro's finds camper shell. But, um, so yeah, SSR, right? Isn't that a convertible? Yep. Yeah. But that if was I... like, so over the top styled that, yeah, I guess technically it's a truck, but I don't think anyone ever used that as a truck. It was strongly on the like Boulevard. It was like a rich man's PT cruiser. It's almost yeah. like a, it was like a, almost like a convertible El Camino or something. Yeah, yeah, those are kind of neat. I I will yeah. not say that they are aging poorly. Yeah, a car like that probably won't really ever age because they probably won't make something like that again. Yeah, and like the audience for it is small, but it exists. Yeah, and actually, kind of. There's, that's, so, that's one of those cars you actually just forget. Oh yeah, they actually made that. Yeah, <laughs> A factory the, built built. This. Um, same with the what Prowler? Oh yeah, was that was that a convertible too? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, imagine if you had an SSR for the week and then a Prowler mm-hmm. for the yeah. weekend. Prowler well, daily yeah. driver. Yuri from mm-hmm. the Straight Pipes has a 
as a prowler. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he, and he lives is, in like Canada oh. in like the snow. Like he has pictures of him driving get, with the top down in the snow. <laughs> yeah, you can't like the thing about the prowler. Um, I think those have aged well. The only part that was bad from the start and is still bad was that they didn't put a V8 in it for whatever yeah. you know whatever reason, size, cost, whatever. But you can't like you don't accidentally own a prowler. So it's just like it's such a bold statement of a car that like that that's the only you're gonna get noticed in that thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can, you know, like a Porsche or something, you could be like, What? I didn't do this for the attention. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's like I didn't where a prowler is like you're out there. You're mm-hmm. in your prowler there to be seen. Yeah, those things are pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Convertibles. Did we get anywhere? I don't um, think. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go for it and say we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, we, we, we added some evidence, but we didn't reach a conclusion. Uh-huh. We have basically, like, crop dusted the topic and uh, <laughs> decided yeah. that we... We're not bold enough to take a stand. Really. Yeah, we've and we've taken a bite. Decided <laughs> we do not understand the flavor, uh-huh. <laughs> and we've taken the rest of it to go. But yeah, convertibles. Pick one up. I mean, I kind of want one. I, I'm not against them. S two thousand. Sweet. Mm. Yeah. I gotta say, my Miata dogs are kind of barking, barking oh. again. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> NSX. It's been too long. <laughs> I think Targa is probably my personal sweet spot because a Targa, I think it's because you've got the back, a lot of back behind you where you don't, you're not quite as out there, but it's still very open air. I think, Um, I feel like I like a convertible more than a Targa because the coolest thing about a convertible is there's like no blind spots and stuff like that. Yeah. To me. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Or, or maybe just because Miatas are so small, it's like, oh, I can just reach out and touch the road. Uh, yeah. Just drag my finger along. Yeah, your arm out the window, <laughs> picking up yeah. picking up quarters on the road. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a topic that John and I do not know the mm-hmm. answer to. Mm-hmm. But Garrett has listed rather yeah. offensively as <laughs> the ultimate jack-off vehicle. Okay. <laughs> So the st- the stakes are high. So I, I just saw one of these. Uh, this was a couple weeks ago when I added it on here. Um, so like, there's there's a lot of cars that are people drive because it makes them look kind of cool or hip. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are actually good. You know, an E30 M3 is hyped up, but it's still a cool car. Prowler. I mean, a lot. Yeah, Prowler. <laughs> <laughs> a wow. lot of that air cooled Porsche stuff is that way. Like they're cool, but like they're also. Hype, like people want to be seen in them because it makes them look yeah, you know, it gives hip, hip you, to it. It gives you uh, like kind of the not hipster, but that same flavor of like I'm in the know. Yeah, yeah. like I'm high, like I'm high fashion. I know what's cool. Uh, yeah, this right. is actually a very sophisticated choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you knew, but I've, I I found something that I think takes the cake for that. I don't know. Should I just tell you guys, or should I just send it? What? Oh, yeah. Okay. Why don't you send it, 
and then okay. we will react to it live. Okay. And, I'm, I, and, I, and we'll place the photo so that people watching okay. can also react to it live. Okay. I, well, the, the thing, you, you need to see the ads, so I'm going to, I just added them to the notes, so just go ahead and check those out. It's a video or a... No, no, there's just two two links to ads. Okay. Um, right. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you are audio only, what has just been flashed on the screen <laughs> is the Volkswagen Eurovan. Mm-hmm. Um, Specifically the, ca- the camper. The camper. <laughs> yeah, the like, yeah. camper, the full, like, I mean, it's pretty much all years, right? From the bus to mm-hmm. the, like, what was the, like, 80s kind of... Oh, the Vanagon, yeah. The Vanagon, the Westphalia. Yeah, yeah. The, like, 4x4 like four four mm-hmm. kind of Synchro. stuff. No. To the 2000s-era Eurovan. Um, the Eurovan is probably the worst. I agree, yeah. Be- <laughs> I mean, because it does... thirty two grand. Yeah, and yeah. first of all, the price. Like yeah. that's what you're really calling attention to, right? Yeah, that, insane yeah, that, that, price that, they come in. That's that's why I added the yeah, the ad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because like an older one, it's like you kind of have to know about ca- fixing cars and stuff. Like it's kind of like an old air cooled Porsche, where it's like it, there's a lot of like upkeep and knowledge. Yeah, and there's, a, there's but there's also a lot of character. But it's it. old and yeah, it's like it's got a lot of character. Whereas these are modern enough to not be cool. <laughs> that type of character. Um I don't know anything about them like about if they're actually like worth it. I don't either, but then but, I saw these things and I was like those prices can't be. This, this, the other one is a 2002 yeah, it's a forty-four thousand dollars. Yeah, so this is a. This, I mean, you probably look it up. But it's gonna be difficult to describe, but it's just a van. It's a Euro van. It's built like out modern like West Westfalia. Yeah, like pop-up tent kind of thing. But yeah. forty-four grand with sixty thousand miles. I mean, I mean may, maybe the stuff that these are outfitted with is like really expensive, high-end stuff. I don't fucking know. But like, why would you not just buy a Ford or <laughs> or? an actual RV or like what? I don't, I don't get like, why? Yeah. What are you going to do with this thing? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's a van. I paid 50 grand for it, but it's a Volkswagen. It's cool. Yeah. (laughs) I've been told. There's no way that fucking thing's reliable. That's like a shitty era of VW. Uh Yeah. So that was, it's not like a Toyota where like, Oh, it'll run forever. Yeah. That was a rare ass van is like easy to maintain. You're like out in the fucking Rockies. Yeah. That was, Oh yeah. No, I bought the VW because it's kind of cool and it looks cool on Instagram. The like eighties or whatever the Westphalia stuff. They're they're finicky. It's like they're they're <laughs> not they're, gut, they're gutless. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Rubicon, mm-hmm. you know, where it's yeah. like this thing has gotten me. Like, why into... you fucking buy a Jeep? Like, <laughs> yeah. you can buy like a brand new Jeep for the fucking price of this thing. Well, you can't. To be fair, this thing is like you sleep in them. It yeah, is I mean, a... it's, it, it, it's pretty outfitted, but. I don't know. People you can buy like an actual van. RV for ten grand. <laughs> uh-huh. <Like> a, <laughs> yeah, people. I think my dad, I think my dad's like thirty foot RV was like half the price of this thing. Yeah, and it's small, but I don't <laughs> yeah, know. It's like, uh, yeah, if you have I more than one you. person in this, it's like unbearably cramped. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah i mean i'm there with you on the price i wouldn't hate mm-hmm. this thing if they were 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I looked and like the regular Euro vans are kind of expensive, but they're they're like not bad. They're like ten grand, which is still kind of. I mean, they're still kind of a lot of money, but this is just. So unless all this camping shit is, I don't know. I guess it's not cheap, but I don't know. I feel like yeah. you, I feel like you buy. I feel like you buy this to make a statement. I guess is my point. You know, you don't buy this because you're into the outdoors. This is you buy this because you're into the outdoors and you want people to like know you're into a yeah. very specific type of the outdoors. <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, air cooled Porsche mixed with uh, <laughs> outdoor outdoor flavor. <laughs> it's too. Yeah. It's two intersecting full <laughs> of hype segments right now. Of mm-hmm. I am outdoorsy, which tit, let's be honest, for the majority of people means I drive to like national parks uh-huh. and yeah. like camp in like, the campgrounds. Which is which is exactly what this guy is doing. <laughs> <laughs> and like go on a hike or two. It's just I, fun, I you know, put my fun. bicycles on the back of it. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm more I'm hardcore or anything. Um but I'm outdoorsy, but but I want a little bit of luxury. I want some. I want a stove and a built-in kitchen and yeah, a bed to sleep in. Which is fine. Who yeah. doesn't? But right. is that like coupled? Like with you're not gonna, you're the, not gonna like, fucking hit any trails in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this thing isn't even. Is, are, is this even all-wheel drive? I don't know. I think it is. It says front-wheel drive on the ad. Yeah, I guess is it's not. That makes even that makes it even worse. I'm what going, I'm going front-wheel front drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those hard to reach places yeah. what you want is a 4,000 pound front wheel drive minivan <laughs> 44 grand yeah I mean if you're actually cool the actual cool version is a Mercedes Sprinter van it's like that is the you actually know what you're doing vehicle right. and, yeah. but also high end they're, yeah, they're expensive and like bad but they're badass and like Oh, hold, hold on, hold on. I, and, Strong and, the, the, and well built. The first ad for the one that's thirty-two thousand, the uh, the two thousand one, mm-hmm. uh, includes a new transmission at thirty-six thousand miles. Well, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> that that was the one thing too. It's like he had to replace the transmission after thirty-six thousand miles, but now the vehicle has you know he could round up to ninety-seven thousand miles. So he has like triple the miles as when he needed to mm-hmm. replace the whole transmission. Yeah, it's got a strong six-cylinder. So I guess he's have a VR six. 2.8 liter front wheel drive with low speed traction control, four speed automatic transmission, fully independent suspension. That's front wheel drive, fully independent suspension is what you, yeah. that's what you're looking for when you're on the trail, right? Sick. I mean, yeah, not my cup of tea. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know. But coupled with the fact that they're extremely popular, mm-hmm. is, uh, I don't know. It's no good. Unless something is, bulletproof that's always my thing it's like, like you like a transmission at 36 <laughs> yeah it's like you can kind of get away with um charging insane prices i still don't agree like i would never buy them but mm-hmm. certain vehicles um like the uh fj cruiser the toyota mm-hmm. fj cruiser they're mm-hmm. so expensive or even any toyota really it's like they're right. so expensive but they're you know you know so what reliable they're yeah. so reliable where it's like you, the cost of entry is the cost of ownership basically. Right. Um, because it's like this thing will go anywhere. You can, it's hard to get stuck. It's just bulletproof unless mm-hmm. you get it real fucked up. You're going to like, you know, blow an axle or something. And then it's like, but that's on you. These things just yeah. go forever. In those cases, I'm always like, okay, these are, 
kind of overpriced, but it's like, at least under, understandable. Hey, yeah, people, you know, once you have one, you're buying peace of mind. Whereas this thing, like, <laughs> what are, yeah, you're definitely not buying peace of mind. <laughs> you know, the whole point of like having your whole life with you in a van is that you can disappear into the wilderness <laughs> and, you know, be self-sustaining. I don't want to be like whittling a new input shaft out of like, a I, I cannot find, I can't think of a worse car to like be out in the middle of nowhere and need a part for. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah you're at some like kick. <laughs> Out in the booties. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're like, like Motto yeah. Do you have a new axle seal for a 2001 Euro van Westfall? <laughs> front, front wheel drive. Yeah, yeah, it's the front wheel drive one. Yeah, pretty bad. All right, I'm feeling that. <laughs> pretty high up there on the. Yeah. The. Uh, Douche nozzle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, good one. If anyone else can top that, go for it. Yeah, feel free. It's like the new cobalt theory. All right. So our last car-related topic comes from Patreon. It comes from Tim Dempsey. What's up, Tim? What's up, Tim? He says, "Good day, mate. What do you bros think oh, of Suzuki? Is Isn't Tim in Australia? Is this the hot chips guy? Oh, I think so. Yeah. That way he's good daying us." She says, what do you bros think of Suzuki? Should they make a return to the U.S.? Do they even make cool cars? I feel like their lineup's pretty weak, but at least the Jimmy's cool. Suzuki. We talked about Suzuki on here, right? We made fun of their commercial. Yeah. I think so, yeah. The Forenza and something else, (laughs) I think. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know anything about Suzuki. Are they Japanese? They are, Yeah. 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 Suzuki is like... The last name Suzuki is like Smith in Japan. It's like oh, it's like really? the name, yeah. The name That's Suzuki is like funny. their is their like default name. John Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think yeah. It's literally Taro Suzuki is like, it's like John the Smith in Japan. <laughs> when the yeah. police can't yeah, identify, yeah, yeah. That's their John Doe. <laughs> yeah. What do we got here, gentlemen? Well, Taro got Jane, Suzuki. Got Jane, Jane Suzuki. Wasn't yeah, wasn't that like wasn't that weak ass hatchback that Garrett was lusting over a couple months back a Suzuki the one that was like <laughs> petrol engine you talking about, that was, that was about the Hatsu. Swift wasn't it Swift no that was a Swift oh, it was like Swift. it was like some special edition of the Swift though it was so lame I don't even remember what company made Suzuki it. Swift GT damn yeah maybe yeah. It was the G- yeah there you go oh, okay there we go um here's my whole thing is that you are just never going to be successful in America with a name like Suzuki. <laughs> well, <laughs> their motorcycles are. Yeah, their motorcycles are very popular. You're just not you're just not going to well sure, but you're just not going to make a car. It's like to the common person, they just that just name doesn't have enough. Mm-hmm. Like what'd you get? Oh, a new Suzuki. It's like Mm, it's too close to Pazuki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like my just first instinct. <laughs> yeah, it just it just doesn't it doesn't carry enough weight. Uh-huh. Like Suzuki unveiled their new luxury flagship. <laughs> you know, like what is elegance? <laughs> Suzuki. Suzuki. Yeah, it's like okay. Mm-hmm. Um, their cars, I'm sure, are fine. Mm-hmm. The only thing I know about them is wasn't most people's like intro to Suzuki that like Pike's Peak 
Oh, the Escudo. This like, thing in Gran Turismo. Yeah. yeah. Probably. It was like the fastest car. In the game. <laughs> it was like the oh, fastest yeah. car. Yeah. That's like the only thing I know about Suzuki. What's the Jimny? Is that like a little that, like. That's like, it's like the, yeah, it's like the, the new Samurai that they don't sell here. Oh. Oh, they made the Samurai too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I get they. I guess they've got some like sleeper success stories that have some real yeah, in, strong. In, in, Japan, in Japan, they have the Swift Sport, which is like uh, kind of like a fit, and that's that's pretty popular over there. Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, the Samurai is a huge deal, right? Wasn't that like yeah, uh, like go to? Yeah, I mean, the, the Jimny is still really popular in Japan. Is it? Yeah, it's tiny, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's kind of outside my like. A lot, a lot of the stuff they sold here was like rebadged Korean stuff. So. Oh really? Yeah. 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 I, I feel like they never really made the transition to like make cars towards like for Americans, whereas like you know Honda, because I think both Honda and Suzuki started as motorcycle companies, and then you know they both transitioned into cars. But Honda was like, okay, we need to make cars geared more towards American, which is why they became popular and suzuki never did that like they just make quirky small kind of making yeah little yeah i don't don't think they ever had the resources to like make a car specifically for here right yeah damn the jimny though that's pretty Mm -hmm. hot is Mm -hmm. that sold Mm -hmm. here or no no suzuki like doesn't even exist here yeah i think they pulled out uh, like the cars from here now they just that's interesting because i I could see this jimny doing well because it's kind of got some. I think there's that? like no, I th- I think there's no way it would pass like safety. Yeah. Oh, it's like not crashable. Yeah, something's <laughs> fucking tiny. Oh, it's crashable. <laughs> oh, it's crashable. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the what's the small Jeep? The Renegade. Yeah, the Renegade. It's kind of some Renegade vibes. Mm-hmm. But the Jimny is actually like real four by four. Yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. I can, yeah. I can see it like yeah. here. That's, that's, this, prob- that's like, probably why it's not safe. <laughs> this yeah. is probably yeah. This is probably the best shot they've ever had at being successful here, and they pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe with like American crash bumpers, it'd be like twice as big or something. <laughs> <laughs> like bad mm-hmm. retrofit. So I don't know. Probably smart that they're not here if they were only bringing their like rebadged Daihatsu's or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> The Daewoo Laganza <laughs> rebadged as a Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no strong opinions. Are they big in Australia or something? I wonder if like Tim is is like feeling it over there. Know. I feel their lineup is pretty weak. <laughs> I, would, I would agree since I don't even know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and finally, so recently. Um, I have been watching a lot more Netflix than, mm-hmm. I, than I ever would have before um, because leaving the house is not as frowned upon, basically. Um, but I noticed they that social network is now available on Netflix. And I'm assuming mo- most people have like, seen it. But if you haven't or you haven't even heard of it, social network came out 10 years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, as a movie with what is that actor's name? He's like, he's in like uh, Arrested Development or something, right? Isn't that the same? Oh uh, no, that's Michael Sarah. It's with Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, <laughs> that's it's a very, it's very person. common to confuse them. Yes, Michael Sarah <laughs> and Jesse Eisenberg are completely. Are you sure? Good. I okay. am one hundred percent positive. They both play kind of like uh, weak. Sure, <laughs> yeah, quirky. Uh-huh. 
lacking confidence. So, anyways, um, Social Network, 2010, it came out. Jesse, Sarah is the uh-huh. star. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's this whole story about the formation of Facebook, where it's this like young kids. I mean, Facebook was like, um, it was kind of the first new age started by children big company Mm -hmm. like it was sort of the first like millennial young like but cutting edge kind of new type of business sort of thing and so the story of its formation lends itself well to uh cinema to film because they made it look like oh yeah it's these badass kids and like the stupid old adults like mm-hmm. don't understand you know and like mm-hmm. you know, they're creating this kind of like goliath and they're like backstabbing each other and yeah it's like this crazy story or whatever and it's like i remember enjoying the movie you know it's like it's, it's it is a provocative story and they end up making this like crazy successful you know giant of a company but that was 10 years ago. So in, yeah. t- in 2010, Facebook was, what, five years old, maybe? Yeah. Like, you know, something like that. Yeah, I mean, really, only like really a couple years old in terms of like mainstream. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's I, like, think maybe was it's, like... I think it started in like, oh, Three Facebook kind of started when we were in high school. Yeah, no, it, was, it and, started when we were in college, freshman year of college, like oh four, I think. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. So. It's and like that was only very, limited to like some schools. It, yeah. yeah. And you know, it's beginnings were very like, uh, exclusive and like, you know, it was neat or whatever. So 2010, yeah. Facebook, like it's awesome. It was actually like cool. Successful. Fast, yeah. Fast forward to 2020. <laughs> like, is there a more cesspool <laughs> husk? Of a formerly cool company, well, not even, not even, not even that. But I mean, their influence has like they've like that Facebook like shapes society now. Yeah. Like it like wins and loses elections and stuff. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like the, the yeah, we were kind of talking about like how there's like room for an, another chapter of that. Sure. Of that movie. Yeah. And so we were joking about like a a social network two, like a sequel to that movie. <laughs> <laughs> because it would just the first one was like oh yeah we're like these badass like renegade we're making a thing social mm-hmm. network too would be like mark the like anti-vax uh-huh. <laughs> like essential oil moms is like a hot market we the gotta man. up the advertising revenue from the <laughs> like mm-hmm. like there's a lot of russian bots, bots on yeah. here we can allow this <laughs> like, what, what's going on it just be like mm-hmm. we have to totally, speak in front of congress yeah it's just zuckerberg in front of congress and like it's a bunch of like return on investment and like boring ass shit it's like that <laughs> company went from like this sexy Mm-hmm. millennials paving the way to the future to like ugh, like is there a more like <laughs> yeah. dissatisfying company these days where, than even Facebook? the people that use it where people are like i don't want to use it but i have yeah. to everyone <laughs> yeah. who still actively uses facebook like it's like it's so similar to cigarettes anyone mm-hmm. you talk to who smokes they're like i'm really trying to stop i'm trying to cut back mm-hmm. Uh, like I used to but use I like it way more, but like <laughs> yeah. it just keeps pulling me back, and I feel like mm-hmm. a piece of shit every time I every time I dip back in there. 
Um, and so I was just kind of laughing seeing that show up like, oh, right, social network. Remember when Facebook was like, this like cool beacon, story. <laughs> beacon of like coolness. Mm. And if you used it, you were kind of cool because of that. <laughs> and now it's, <laughs> it has fallen. It has both risen to yeah, extreme heights, way more power and influence than it ever had before and fallen into just the most embarrassing, <laughs> just sad, yeah. such a sad arc. It is such a sad arc. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Social Network Two, be on the lookout. Yeah, the sequel. <laughs> yeah, coming out. Carvos might uh, uh-huh. <laughs> just a bunch of like boardroom arguments mm-hmm. about how to like capitalize on like how do we get internet to Lithuanians uh-huh. so that we can so that we can push our like trash <laughs> like. We can sell stuff too. How do we influence the Lithuanian elections? <laughs> How do we absolutely stomp out any competing social networks <laughs> that are trying to bubble up mm-hmm. these small communities and just swallow them up? How do we make it where a company didn't, cannot survive unless they pay us money? Yeah. Didn't, didn't Facebook buy Oculus? They did, right? Yeah, I know, but yeah. I just I just I've totally forgot that they did, which is crazy because Oculus mm-hmm. still actually makes some cool stuff, which is surprising since they're yeah. owned by Facebook. <laughs> yeah, they make neat stuff. I mean, I'm kind of like waiting for Facebook to do some next thing. I mean, I, I feel like that was part of, I feel like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is this it? You're mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. It's just essential oil ads mm-hmm. and like and like pyramid schemes. <laughs> like this mm-hmm. is the end game. Like I guess this is where the money is. Anyways, uh, social network. Check it out. It's great. It's a great <laughs> yeah. little vignette into Snapshot a decade ago time. when people were like, "Social networking. What will it be? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to change the world, and it will be able to democratize." Mm-hmm. Um, well, that'll be the open exchange yeah. of ideas. We're, yeah. we're giving the, the voice to the people. <laughs> yeah, the rapid and open exchange of ideas. Surely mm-hmm. not just chock full of Russian bots, uh-huh. <laughs> political and, memes. Yeah, and yeah, repost <laughs> political memes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Um, we uh. Again, we are working on the logistics of reposting the Jay Leno thing on our channel. So if you have not seen that yet, um, not to fret. Uh, because as of this filming, we believe that we are allowed to, <laughs> we're allowed mm-hmm. to repost that. that. That's been conveyed to us. Um, so that should happen. But if you can't wait, I'm sure there's ways to find that. Season opener, Leno's Garage. Um, thank you again to all the people who contributed to this through our Patreon uh, we love you guys, including all the patrons who didn't add any comments. If you're interested in being a patron, do it. It's a good old time. Get in there. Support us. Show some love. Um, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this. And we should be back uh, probably two weeks. I think no, two, three weeks. That's three, about the case. Three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys for being here. Uh, Hope you enjoyed, and we will see you next time. See you. Bye-bye.